oftentimes I've found myself in this like, um, slippery slope of having to feel this like motivation and this drive to just keep on keeping on. And like, it's all about the family and making it for the family. But in reality, if I don't just wake up and like have gratitude for what I have in our four walls, then like I lost, I already lost. Doesn't it make everything better? What's up, guys? Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Drew Coffee, Kinder Beauty, and that's it, uh, who make probably the world's best little fruit snack bars that are literally made from only fruit ingredients, like only like what you think it would be. Apples and mangoes made from apples and mangoes. They're freaking delicious. I can never eat more than more than less than one <laughs> uh more on that's it later in the show so until then sit back relax or baby keep it pushing This is still the right show. Yeah, we'll meet you where you are in your life or your car. If you need all your fire, you got a cat or a dog. Good vibes or a problem. School or got a job. We just want to know who you are. So we can say thank you for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yay! Welcome back, everyone. How you doing, Andrew? I'm great. I'm yeah. great. Yeah, it's a beautiful Monday. Uh, we just finished up a really dope conversation, which we're going to get to later in the show with uh, Sydney Raz, who uh, you guys have probably seen him floating around on TikTok, Instagram. He does all the things I wish I would have known before I was in my 30s. So if you've seen that guy, Sydney, he's going to be on the show in just a few minutes. Yeah, it was a great conversation. Honestly, it went so differently than I imagined. I thought we'd pick his brains on adulting. But in reality, you guys, for anyone interested in content creation, um, he's been in the game since like the OG days, like 14 years, he said he's been working at this. So I think that was the, uh, we'll get to the conversation. Yeah. Like the biggest takeaway was like, just the idea of like chipping away, chipping away, chipping mm-hmm. away, and then mm-hmm. like finally finding something that just hits. It, uh, yeah, totally. I wasn't. Gonna, I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm bringing it back to me, but I can relate in some ways because I'm like, I started when I was back. like, shut up. Bring I hate back. doing. That. No, but it's it. I understand it because I started acting at like five years old Mm -hmm. and people, they don't remember my work when I was five, right? They only remember when I was like 18 and did, you know, started doing victorious. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes it really just takes like never, ever, ever giving up. hundred percent. I think, uh, I I hear this so often. I've heard this since I was little. It's like the only way you can fail is when you quit. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. I mean, if you can find a way to sustain, like at least, at least if you can be alive, (laughs) survive through it, trying to do something that you're trying to do. The only way that you end up failing is when you decide to walk away from it. So true. Right. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, that is it in a nutshell. Um, Show's over. (laughs) Thanks for coming, Andrew. Do you have a win and a fail? I do. I'm going to blend them together this week just to keep things short and sweet. So today I was a very loving and supportive 
um, shall I say, husband, Ooh. fiance, what? partner, okay, um, father. Uh-huh. And Danielle was like, so we've had this structure in place or the schedule in place where like I get up early and go work out. And now she's been, she's been pushing me guys, like just nudging me a little bit more every day. Like, Oh, I want to go to this yoga class. I want to go do this and this and this. And she was like, can I have Monday morning? And for me, it was like, it was like a punch in the gut. Cause I was like, you're taking everything from me, <laughs> you know? Um, but I gave it to her, which is, it's tough for me. It's a win and a fail because one went like, I'll support. I love to support whatever I can do to support you. Uh, I can, I uh, will find a way to do that. The fail is like Monday for me is so important to just get up and get after it because it sets the tone for the entire week. And so, uh, on that note, it was a fail, mm. but I had, but, but the win is not letting that like heady side of you win. Right. And just looking at it. Like when she gets back, I'm on, 100%. like I can do life. I can do what I need to do. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Cause right. it really is just a, a mind manipulation. But also, like if you just decide, okay, I'm committing to the morning with the kids and I'm just going to have the best morning as possible that I can have with the kids. It's obviously equally or more rewarding than going and do my own thing. That's cool. Um, this isn't what I wrote down as my win, but I'll use it as a second. I have noticed um, that you've been so much more patient in general. Um, yeah, like to be a hundo with everyone. Like I feel like we hit another, I don't know, what would you call it? Like we leaped in, in some ways. I feel like last week we had a conversation and from that point on, um, we just started approaching life differently. And I heard something that like kind of helps that make that, that piece click for me where it was like some people wake up, right. And like, just want to make billions of dollars and that's their focus. That's their focus. But the ones who are really winning are the ones that wake up in just a good mood, just a good old mood. Was that Gary V? It was Gary V, but I like butchered she it. So I didn't, I, I didn't want to say it was Gary V because I'm not even like a mass. I, he's cool, but like, I don't really follow his content very closely. And that wasn't exactly how he said it. But like that really registered with me because oftentimes I've found myself in this like, um, slippery slope of having to feel this like motivation and this drive to just keep on keeping on. And like, it's all about the family and making it for the family. But in reality, if I don't just wake up and like have gratitude for what I have in our four walls, then like I lost, I already lost. Doesn't it make everything better? It's been amazing. Like I feel like our tone, everything between us, between the kids, everything shifted because we just decided Mm -hmm. to enjoy things a little Mm -hmm. bit more. And it's as simple as this, you guys, like we started playing music in the house. Like we started getting out like a little bit more, like doing things a little differently, like getting the kids excited to do things like Mm -hmm. really taking it back to the simple things. We had a long and like very real conversation and put a lot of stuff on the table. And we're like very, very honest with each other about where we were at, what we were feeling what was missing, what we needed. And, uh, you know, we both listened to each other and, and like, we're just trying to do the best to fill the gaps that were there before. Yeah, for sure. Right? Because I want the kids, I want us to love our life, like yeah. wake up and just be well, we excited. Should. Like when, yeah. When you, like when you can do it, when you're in the right headspace to look around and go like, whatever's missing, like look at everything we have. You know? Totally. It doesn't, even, it doesn't even have to be things. Like you just look at the kids sometimes when they're doing something so simple, like picking their nose or whatever. <laughs> and you're just like, dude, this shit is beautiful. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. My two um, cents. I was going to say that Malibu cafe and those like rancho margaritas that I had were my win, but we'll move past that and leave on that very like enlightening note. Um, 
my fail is this. I'm struggling with the attachment thing with Gio. I think you are too, but I feel like it's more so with me just getting to the office today to, to record. Um, yeah, he's insane. He threw the biggest fit, uh, and just the screams and all the things. And it's like, I'm not even at this point of feeling like bad or heartbroken because it's sad. It's more just like, what am I doing wrong? That like, he doesn't have a healthy attachment to me being able to leave for one hour and know that I'm going to come back. Like very rarely do I leave for, for much longer than that. And like, why, why is this happening now? I think the hard part is, um, it feels inconsistent. Like one day he won't do it. And then the next day he will. Right now I feel like it's, he's doing that only every time. Yeah. I mean, not, I, I, yeah, I think maybe it has something to do with us taking off for stagecoach or doing like an overnight and then doing Dallas overnight stagecoach. That was the time that he handled it best. Right. Sure. But there was, there was a little bait and switch there. You know what I mean? Like my aunt was like, let's paint. And he was like, okay, Mm. you know, but like just, naturally I think he struggles, you know, and I don't always want to be the type that's like, if you let me do this, then you can do this or here's this and mommy's going to go. Like, I just want him to understand that I'm leaving and it's healthy and that's okay. Like, I also want him to understand that if I'm literally in the bedroom doing something for myself or or going on the computer, I have a zoom meeting and I didn't make it to the office that like, it's okay that I'm out. I'm on the other side of the door. You're going to be okay. You know? So that's my struggle right now. Yeah. Right now. Um, do you want to get into our little like segments before we get to Sydney or after? I do. Yeah. So let's start with, uh, in light of Sydney coming on the show, let's start with, uh, here's something I didn't know. Okay. 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 So a couple nights ago, um, Andrew was consuming content per huge and he came up on this like incredible piece of content. Um, it was this woman singing this indigenous song that just was like mind blowing and it like drew me and drew you in. We were just like mesmerized by it. Um, and in my dorky fashion, first of all, what I didn't know was how incredible that song was. I'd never heard it before. Top of playlist now. Um, but I, I like went for it and I sang it and I guess I'm using this segment as an, as a segue to just apologize because apparently some people were offended by it. But in reality, like I'm just a silly goose guys. I'm just goosing around, just being a little gooser. So, uh, there's that, but honestly, all the props to first of all, whoever created that song and then whoever sang that song. I mean, it's like wildly, unique and so mesmerizing. Mm -hmm. I think it's indigenous throat singing, Mm -hmm. at least the first part of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's beautiful stuff. Yeah. I think it's okay to be playful and have some fun with some, like I I always come back to intent and obviously it's really hard to understand somebody's intent when it's like just behind a screen or you get a little glimpse or whatever. But like this girl's the biggest heart in the world. She likes to have a silly goose time. (laughs) She never, like the intent was never to be disrespectful. Never. I feel like that's she, why she I had did. to use this to say something. Cause like I, I want to apologize and that's the right thing to do. And I, I am sorry if I offended anyone, but in reality, because I, I so wholeheartedly know my intent and I was just trying to have a silly goose time. Um, you know, I think it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks dad. Okay. Um, okay. Is that content. it? That's all you have, right? It should only be one thing. Yeah. Here's something. I, so here's something I didn't know. Oh, the acronym OMG, which stands for, oh my God, uh-huh. can be traced back to usage in 1917. You're kidding. I swear. In the same usage? Same style of usage, yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. 
I wonder if that was something they were saying in like cathedrals, like in in church forms, like everyone throw your hands up. O-M-G. You know? We don't know. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Content we're consuming. Do you want me to do this I took the easy way out and I just put Sydney Raz. What's a a piece of content that you're loving? That I'm uh, loving? You're sucked into that you want to suggest for the audience. I can't. I have to skip this one because I just can't. I don't watch enough. Kardashian, you've been watching. You've been catching up with the Kardashians. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and you know what? We watched a couple episodes and um, you know who I'm really into consuming and like want to follow along in their life is Mm. is Courtney and Travis. Mm, I heard they just got married. In I Santa you Barbara. Keep, you keep telling me all these things. She'll like randomly. So, um, well, she'll be washing dishes or something and like <laughs> use it as an opportunity to turn around and go, so, um, Courtney and Travis got married. And then that's it. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to just like, and I'll be like, engage. Sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so Wait, cool. Why isn't that something you want to talk about? I, I don't care. Oh, okay. No, it's good for them. It's great for them, right? Yeah. It's it's obviously it's Cute. interesting. It's entertaining. Their dynamic is like it's fiery. It's fiery. That's I'm about word. it. That's a good word. Yeah. I'm about it. All right, I, I all got right, nothing. So content for me, guys. For all you Spotify listeners, I've been vibing to this playlist on Spotify called Beach Vibes, and it's probably partially because I think we went to Malibu like three times last week or mm-hmm. four times last also week. Also another win. So you got to, you got to align your music with like the, you know, the adventure that you're on. So it's called Beach Fives. It's on Spotify. It's a great little playlist. Awesome. Okay. Things that I'm excited. Um, One thing that you're okay. excited about. Okay. Okay. Something I'm excited for, for the week ahead. Mm-hmm. Working out more. Brace yourself, Andrew. You got more on the calendar. She's hit me on Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday. You Saturday. know what it is? I caught, I caught a vibe. Okay, I caught the mood. Where did the I vibe, caught a little adrenaline? Where did it come from? Where did it come from? Well, where? you know, once you find a place, like I've always been a gym rat. What was the influence? What was the influence? Usually, for you, I can trace everything back to a something. Thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I am it? like that. Um, just, it's really a feeling in this case, like feeling some type of way and realizing that I'm just a better human being if I work out and the days that I don't, I feel a bit like, I feel like I'm having to push myself in ways like push myself to be more focused on something or push myself to be more patient with the kids or push myself to be more energized throughout the day. But when I work out, I don't really have to do that much. Like, I feel like I just roll right into the day, roll right into anything I have to do. Anything that comes my way, I can handle a little bit more effortlessly. So I just know in general, like it's like for me, and it's been like this since I was young, like it is really, it should be a part of my routine. It is like a medicine for me. I think it should be part of everyone's routine. Mm-hmm. I can only speak for myself, but yes. I think it's like, it's obviously it's, it does something for your body, but I think it's almost more for your mind than anything else. 100%. I can think clearly afterwards. I, I just like to challenge myself. No doubt. Do you have a goal right now? Oh yeah. Besides I want to be fit as a fiddle. Snatched. Um, a goal. Yeah. There's certain like little things. Like I want to get my chaturanga like real, like just nailed down. It's like when you go down into like a, oh, it's a yoga tiny thing. little like forearm push up mm. and you go into an upward dog. 
Is that a goal as of this morning? smooth transition that people, no, I've been, anytime I've done one, like I often think like I can, I, I need work here. Like I'm I finally think at a point. That, like one of the funniest things about you is any body movement where your chin comes up and your nose comes up. Mm-hmm. It's like something about the way that your body looks and maybe what your eyes do. When no, Andrew, happens. it's because I wasn't birthed with a neck or a jawline. Mm. So I look like an actual dinosaur that just all the way up. Okay. So if you want to talk to me, take it up with my birth parents. The old Dina and Big Lou. Uh I will. Okay. That's why I'm with you. Okay. Straight up jawline. I said, you "You know what? I can't offer that one to the kids, Uh, but I will find you someone who can. mm -hmm. I find it's much better on one side than it is on the other. Of course you would notice that. Well, yeah. I think we're all asymmetrical though. I don't have time for this. Some of us more so than others. Sure. But yeah. Doesn't like, do much. Don't you feel like I'm sure somebody else feels like that? You're like one side of your face is completely different than the other side of your face. Sure, of course. So if you only if you covered half and then looked at the other half, like you'd be like, who, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I'm sure that's possible. All right. Um, okay. What, what are you excited for for the week? I'm so uh, okay. I'm super excited. I've, I've shifted a little bit of my focus with Drew Coffee to uh, the wholesale side of my business. So up until this oh, point, yeah. it's been uh, just direct to consumer, online only. And I'm like, I need to diversify. And we're in a new community, which we absolutely love. We love it here. How can we best help and support like some of our favorite restaurants and coffee shops and hotels in our community and the surrounding communities? And I'm like, I got to get Drew in, in some of these doors, you know, like maybe the day comes where I want to do my own coffee shop. But before then, like I got to get Drew in here so I can get in and I can support them as well. And they could have great coffee. So he has. So I have my very first meeting this week with uh, a place. I'm not going to say the name of it. Yet, oh, okay. A place that like we love is so fucking vibey. Magical. And will be an amazing first location. It's so fitting. Yeah. It's such a so good I'm excited. So, so wish me luck. To be honest, I'm going into these right now with like, I'm I'm being pretty transparent. Like, look, the idea is I want to get Drew in your doors uh, when the time comes. But until then, if nothing else, like I I, I just want to learn more about your current partnership. Um, you know, I want to figure out what's working for you guys. What may be missing? Like, what if anything could prompt? Um, a change, a change for you guys. What can I things, do differently right? it's really, or better? It, it's really about learning more than anything. And if, it, if the time is not now to support then when the time comes, I want to be like Considered. in the best position possible to support them. I love that. Yeah. I like the word support. Me I like too. that. That's an interesting choice of words there. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, well, that wraps up our three new segments plus adulting wins and fails. Let's take a quick break and let's come back with our guest, Sydney. All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Foodies and snackers, this is for you. Eating healthy and nutritious food on the go can be a challenge, but that's it. Fruit bars have been a lifesaver for us. You are right, Andrew. And honestly, you guys, it can feel like some energy and snack bars are really just too complex and confusing. Their ingredients list can be a mile long. They have these weird artificial tastes. That's not for me. So that's it. Fruit bars are the opposite of that. They're made from just one ingredient, 100% real fruit. That's right. Take their apple and mango bar, for example. This bar contains one whole apple and 
one whole mango. By eating this one bar, you get the same nutritional benefits you would get if you were eating those two fruits separately, but you get all the vitamins and all the nutrient content of doing it. Honestly, it's a bit mind-blowing when you see the size of the That's It bar. Like, I don't understand the <laughs> science behind how you got that whole fruit and this whole fruit into that. Yeah, well, Mother Nature but knows that's best, it. okay? Uh, these bars pack a quick hit of natural sugars and carbs, and it's a great snack to have pre or mid workout. Our kids freaking love them. I literally have to hide them on the top shelf of our pantry. I sneak them in my diaper bag. Like I think that they're the the best for kids because it's just real fruit. Um, and not to mention the texture is really good. It's just the bar itself. It's great. It's uh, like a fruit leather, but softer. So it's easy for the kids to chew. Um, and that's it. Fruit bars are a great choice for athletes on the move like myself. Right. 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 Okay. <laughs> uh, they can easily be thrown into a gym bag, a suitcase, a backpack, a lunch bag, a purse, a pocket, a hat, a shirt, <laughs> okay, uh, in we your got sock, it. Uh -huh. literally anything you can think of. Um, if you're looking for a convenient and clean snack on the go that's it fruit bars are for you that's it guys that's it is giving adulting like a mother father listeners a special discount so if you're looking to try these fruit bars for yourself head over to that's it fruit.com slash adulting and use code adulting to get 20 percent off your order and now back to adulting like a mother father welcome to the show welcome to Hi. mother father Thank you. And for you're about me. to be a father yourself. I am. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, you know, little girl's going to be here in August, early August. And or whenever she decides to pop out, honestly. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Thank you for this having is... me. I'm glad that this worked oh, yeah. out. No, we love it. You're kind of like the king of, of adulting content. And you just <laughs> want to pick your brain. <laughs> you're killing it. Um, first of all, I mean... I know you have a bunch of questions, but like, how did this all come about? Sure. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I mean, it basically started when I understood that, you know, the internet is a place where information is shared and it needs to, and it's a really good place for people to learn things. And I know that like, if you, if you showcase information in the right way, then you can, you know, help people feel less alone. So for me, it was just mostly like, listen, I didn't know about these things. And my older sister and I have had this text communication for like text communication. We text. Um, <laughs> and every once in a while, she'll be like, holy shit, Sid, did you know this thing? And I would, both of us would just be like, no, what? Mm -hmm. And it was just like the simplest things. Like she would always text me bridge freezes before road, right? That sign. And she always thought that that was just like some weird thing. But then she realized really late in the game that it actually literally means bridge freezes before road. And so it was like little things like that or like the Arby's things or like the FedEx thing where like the arrows in between the, um, the certain letters or whatever, right? So, you know, just... all of these things that you're referring to, I have not even a single clue oh. <laughs> what you're talking about and to be completely honest with you like that's okay yeah <laughs> I don't absolutely. know that it's really gonna change absolutely. my life <laughs> absolutely and I think that I think that was really the point where it was like listen I I do not want to be in a place where anyone else feels as like alone or as ashamed of not knowing something as I have for so long 
um, because I'm 33 now. And like during college, high school, after college, like it was always just like, hey, did you know that trash bags are a certain way? And everyone would be like, yeah, you idiot. Like what was wrong with you? So then after a while, I just like decided to um, start telling people things that, that I didn't know. And I hoped everybody else felt the same way. And it, it worked, I guess. Yeah. So let, let, let's start there. Where did you start with like, this is the biggest, most interesting piece of information that I'm going to, that I'm going to launch with. Yeah. I mean, I think that it was not even the biggest, it was just like, um, you know, it, it was just one of those things where I was not hung over one Saturday and I had not been drinking. Right. And I felt good. And I just posted this thing where I said, here's something you should know about being in your 30s. Uh, or here's something you should know before you're in your 30s. Not being hungover is better than being drunk. Right. And like that kind of sparked this whole thing of like, whoa, what do you mean? Like, you're absolutely right. Like, I wasted so much time being hungover, that kind of thing. And, um, and then from there, I kind of had like that script already because I actually shared um, the best way to eat matzo without getting crumbs on you, um, which is just like basically like inhaling the crumbs mm. while you bite down so that there's not as many crumbs. I don't know if you both are Jewish or if you have experience with matzah, um, but yeah, but it's it's frustrating sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that, you know, it was just sort of like just kind of sharing non sequiturs in my brain of just like, Hey, here's something I think would be interesting to go on uh, yeah. TikTok with and knowing that it's short form and coming from a digital background, it sort of was just like, Oh, how can I create content the most frequently and easily, um, you know, and see what happens. And I think, uh, you know, moving into the short form space was just so incredible because I had been in the long form space for so long. So trying to like pay myself back for as much as a time as I'm putting into it or, you know, that kind of thing, you know, as a creator, you're always trying to like find those lines of like, yeah, listen, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to waste four hours doing something if a hundred people are going to see it, you know? So that kind of thing. I have, I have a question. So I'm actually not super familiar with like um, your background, right. Before sure. you became so well known on TikTok. Um, so in terms of long form, what were you doing? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, also, I feel like we haven't actually properly introduced ourselves. Hi, Daniela. Hi, Daniela. <laughs> Andrew. Hi, Andrew. I'm Sid. Nice to meet you. And we're all um, in our 30s. We're the same age. We're um, all in our 30s. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, I think that craziness, just to say that we're all in our 30s is like, how did that actually happen? It's um, really only that wild when like you add things like... Um, pregnancy, birth, family, new jobs, like paying for a lot of new things. Yeah. Or or just the fact that like when you were in high school, I don't know for you, but for me, it like, it felt like an eternity, like four years is a long time. Yeah. Right. Cause there's a lot of little milestones in there. Yeah. And then when you get out, like we've already had, what would that be? Like maybe four high schools since then. Oh yeah. No, my 10 year reunion was five years ago. Mm. crazy or whatever right yeah. like I don't even I didn't even go to it because I was just like yeah. I, don't, I don't care yeah. um but also I'm in Los Angeles so it's like I'm not gonna fly back to Virginia and like maybe see some people that I hate <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you know like so so I didn't want to do that but um 
but yeah so like my background uh the long form space is kind of like a toward affair toward love affair right um so i started out posting youtube videos back in like 08 or whatever and that was even before long form content was a thing it was just like when we were all just like watching memes and re-uploaded movies for 24 hours on youtube right and so i started making content there and then i'm I kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it, tried to keep posting long form content on YouTube. It kind of worked. It didn't work. Uh, failed out of college, um, moved to Los Angeles because everyone else did, but then always stayed true to like, I'm going to be a content creator. I'm going to be a content creator. I'm going to be a content creator. And then for the past pretty much 10 years, I've been in digital as like either a social media manager or like a channel manager or, you know, um there's like like samsung tvs like they're all called connected tvs so like ctv ott over the top like cord cutter sort of content creation right yeah Um, sure yeah yeah right exactly sure whatever all these industry words now right so that was me for the last 10 years always staying true to the fact that like i'm only doing these jobs because i need to be a content creator i need to be in the digital space learning about what's happening how to maneuver it, how to engage with like algorithms and shifting ecosystems and all that stuff. Um, Also doing comedy on the side. So I could be a little bit funnier in my videos, you know, like performing sketch comedy for the last seven years, you know, that kind of thing, just to like understand like beats and measures and stuff. Um, So in the long form space, it was always just like, how do I be a YouTuber? How do I be a YouTuber? How do I be a YouTuber? Vine came around. I tried to be a short form content creator there. That didn't work because beginning, middle, and end in six seconds is very difficult. So kudos to anyone that survived that and did, did well, right? Like Liza Koshi, you know, all those mm-hmm. people. Um, and then, yeah, so like my long form content was basically like working for a YouTube channel um, for Fine Bros, like the React series, like all those people. Mm-hmm. I worked there for like five years. And just sort of like learned the ins and outs of long form content. So then when short form came along in a real way in like 2018, 2019, it was like, oh, what's this? And everyone was talking about TikTok. And like every single video was like a reaction video to TikTok. And I was like, why is everyone over here? So then finally I downloaded it and that was the end of days. It was just like, oh, I can change channels on TikTok just as easy as we did as kids. And it's just like a whole another dopamine hit. Mm -hmm. It was just Sorry, I have so much. So do I. So do I. Go for it. Dude, I think it's great. I think it's really cool for people to hear that. You were so focused on being a content creator. And I have a question around that. But to like, what I'm gathering is you were, you've been on this journey for like better part of a decade or longer. 14 years. For how long? 14 14 years. Oh my gosh. What, I mean, at the end of the day, if you knew you wanted to be a content creator from the jump, like what was your why? My why? Yeah. Oh, I wanted to prove my mom wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, when I was 15 or 16, um, my mom was working. So I grew up outside of DC. So like all of my, um, my entire experience is like, government organizations and you know Mm. uh three letter three letters that mean a lot longer things you know so my mom worked in government for ever until she passed away and so when she one time she came home and i was like mom i don't want to work at a desk i'm not going to do it i hate like 
office job seemed terrible. Like it was just the worst. And she looked at me and she goes, yeah, good luck with that. That's going to be really hard. Oh. I was like, oh, okay, mom. So then I, you know, barely got out of high school. I, you know, went to college, but then like when YouTube came around, I saw all of these creators succeeding, right? Like getting on the homepage of YouTube, like Charlie is so cool. Like the vlog brothers, like Charles Trippy, all of those people. And I was just like, how is this possible that like, you are doing this and you're succeeding. And it just like, it completely, you know, like when comedians talk about how like they got this bug and it was just like, they couldn't stop creating or yeah. doing stand up. basically. It's kind of the same thing where it was just like, I got this bug in me and I was just like, that's the answer. That has to be it. And um, I, you know, I always sort of like reached for the stars and like kept missing them, you know, and like missing those waves of content creators going in and out in and out in and out and i saw these youtubers becoming famous and i made friends with them in the community and it was just sort of like this thing that i just had to keep trying and it it, uh, has so far recently paid off which is pretty cool yeah so let's let's talk about that a little bit and honestly it's really interesting to hear you talk about um your love for content creation because Um, We're the same age. And I remember being young and not knowing much about like YouTube or any of that. Um, Well, this is probably before all of that. And that's kind of when I started getting into acting because I, I too had that same drive to like want to perform and want to get that like itch scratched, um, so to speak. So it's, it's cool to see that like someone from DC, right. Who like may have, I grew up in LA. So that's probably why I was like more inclined to get into acting. It was a little easier, but like, anyone really, if they work hard enough, could have some sort of a platform now. And that's what's so crazy. It's oversaturated. Of course, it's a lot harder. Yeah, you have, are you, not not to sort of do that system, but you have 4.4 on Instagram, right? Uh, getting there. Yeah. 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 That's right. But, but I, but I like grew mostly from just acting. So it wasn't as if I had to, you know, I, I work at it now a little bit, but it kind of came right. Sure. Yeah. So now I'm trying to figure out like, how do I, how do I keep it? How do I grow? How do I find That's like tough. my niche? And it's hard. It's really, it's not, it's not like, it's not how most probably think. Right. No. Yeah. So, so now where you're at, right. You're in your early thirties, you're creating content that's working. That's really hitting. Um, how do you stay afloat? First of all, how did you stay afloat over the last 14 years? Like how did you pay for your life while you yeah. followed your dream? And now that you are finally in it and you're like yeah. working, yeah. how are you monetizing that? Yeah. Um, well, you know, even, even to diminish the ability of growing a platform to four point blank million followers, that's an incredible achievement. So congratulations on that. Oh, that's a really you. big deal. Um, uh, goals. And, uh, you know, it basically was not easy. (laughs) Uh, you know, so let's say I, I get out of high school, I go to community college for a semester, I go to college, I'm in Richmond, I'm, you know, vlogging on a flip cam, you know, I'm, uh, still interacting with people looking at these like gatherings and everything. And I'm just doing odd jobs. You know, I was a bartender, I was a server. Um, I moved out to Los Angeles and with my brother and his new family. Um, and I'm a bartender again, I'm a server, right? I take internships at YouTube companies. I take an internship, um, somewhere else that didn't really work out, but, um, you know, and then there, 
I'm inside Los Angeles. So, and when I'm in Los Angeles, I know that I have to still be around creatives, right? So that was really hard. Um, but I wasn't really around creatives. So I just had to like stay close to YouTube and see where it goes. And then, so I'm working odd jobs. I worked for Google Glass, if y'all remember that. Um, I was like one of those people that was like, basically a brand ambassador for glass, mm. um, you know, showcasing how to use it and teaching people how to use it. I did that. Um, that ended. And then I got another job with Google and then I moved to the East side of Los Angeles. So for, for those that aren't from Los Angeles, there's the West side and the East side, the West side is where all the beaches are. And the East side is where all of the Hollywoodish stuff is. Right. So I moved to the East side and then there I got a job at that YouTube company. And then really that was like the key moment of, Oh, I'm inside now. And I just had to like stay here. So it was just like a a series of odd jobs and um, still knowing that like I had to create content every once in a while, just to like keep that going for me. So like when I was living in Santa Monica, I would go down to the Santa Monica pier and like do some videos. Right. Hmm. I was a chimp once all around the pier um, trending yeah i didn't really ever pay attention to trends or whatever and it was always like <laughs> very difficult for me but um to find a niche and that was also really hard too because everyone always talks about like find a niche find a niche find a niche find a niche i hate that i hate mm-hmm. that so much so, it puts so much pressure the second someone says that yeah it does so yeah i mean that's really how i survived it was just like doing jobs and working and um taking that you know $30,000 a year job. And I think it was actually 28,000 for a while and never getting above uh, 35, I don't think for about five years living on the East side of LA and um, uh, met my wife who was my girlfriend at the time. She's way better at money than me. And, you know, we had a bunch of roommates in and out of our apartment, you know, <laughs> just to help us stay afloat. And, um, you know, constantly trying to create and trying to find a new platform and doing all of that stuff. And it was really just a survival game, truly. It was just like, it was like, you're in LA. I didn't, I don't, I don't, I mean, you grew up here and so did my wife, but transplants, we always hear that thing of like five to 10, right? Um, Just like wanted to prove my mom wrong. I wanted to prove Los Angeles wrong. So I was like, absolutely not. Can I curse on this podcast? Yeah, you can. But what okay, do you cool. mean by five to 10? Five, five to 10, 10 what? Oh, five, five to 10, ten years, years that you'll last? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So I've been here 10 years in July. Gotcha. Right? And Joel McHale, I think, actually had a similar experience where he was like, he was going to come down from Seattle five to 10 and then like 9.75. Wow. Right. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. So like 9.75 was like nine, you know, that, that was like for me as well. And I was just like, fuck LA. Like, no, I'm not moving. Like, no, this is, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did. And it was just like, a, that's kind of when I feel like that flame, right? Like when you feel that, that internal, like flame to just like, yeah, break all the yeah. whatever stereotypes and, and really it's true. it's true. It was really hard. It was really tough. You know, when I first moved here, it was really hard, but it was like, then I met my wife and I just sort of saw that like, you know, this isn't just a fake place that people move to and create and then leave. When you realize that Los Angeles is a home, that really changes your dynamic with the city. And um, 
And I think that for me was a big shift of just like, oh no, 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 like I'm I'm in this for the long haul. So I'm yeah. gonna, I love and, that. Uh, yeah. What what's the dynamic been between you and your uh wife, right? Yeah, yep. You and your wife, has she been supportive of of you creating content all along the way? Or yeah, like, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she is amazing. Uh she is really helpful with that like uh, stability aspect of my life. Um, I'm not good at that. I come from a, I come from a very like trauma background. So like my chaos brain is always like flipping and flopping and trying to ruin things all the time and whatnot. Um, mm. and she creates a lot of stability. And, you know, when I tried to be a crypto YouTuber, uh, that didn't work. Um, and it was really, really annoying for a lot of people and a lot of friends, right? But in the grand scheme of things, it's like she's always been the one to sort of say, like, okay, like you're still doing it, you're still doing it, you're still doing it. And I think over my successes and failures, failures being a lot of it, it's always been this thing of like how now, now, especially with TikTok, how do I spend the least amount of time? on videos so I can spend the most amount of time with her right Mm -hmm. so I can spend the most amount of time paying attention to my real life because that burnout comes quick if you don't dude I'm so happy you said that I'm so happy because I think that's the sweet spot right and I I haven't figured it out yet I think she's still trying to figure it out is yeah how do you get the most bang for your buck so to speak right with something that's also uh easy to repeat exactly and that's and that's this content it's digestible. It's informative. It's funny. It's light. Like it's, yeah, Yeah. it's all the things you really hit a sweet spot. So talk to us a little bit about like how it's working, like how, how, where, where are you going next? Like what's next? How are you monetizing? Like the pull back the curtain a little bit for those who might be interested in like, you know, seriously. Basically what I'm doing now, I quit my job finally after eight months of like true success. Right. I went from a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. I hit a hundred K about now, like in two weeks, like May 31st of 2021. So now I'm at 3 million on TikTok. Right. And I have also garnered an audience on Instagram. So like knowing that I had to create that space of stability before I could quit my job, knowing that I had to create enough income with a full-time job and with um, content creating and being an influencer, right? Um, That was sort of like where I had to get to before I could quit my job. So the monetization aspect comes with the following, as I'm sure you're both aware. And um, so creating content, I've been making a TikTok every single day since 2019, Oh wow. wow. I have not I have not ever stopped. Wow. <laughs> always I, I was I was just I was just in the Caribbean uh-huh. for 10 days every single day. Wow. wow. Good for you, man. It's yeah. not easy. It's not. It's not. Um, Do you think that that's like what it requires sometimes like in terms of the algorithm? I think that TikTok is a beast of its own, right? Like TikTok came around and really like changed the game and what like is prioritized in its own algorithm um i think that since tiktok has such a wide net at first that people have never seen you like i know i've seen people with 14 million followers 
in one video and I've never seen them before ever mm. on TikTok, right? And there's such a, like algorithms are so localized for like us as individuals, right? Like 30 somethings, you know, that's, that's like, so it also is like hone down, hone down, hone down, hone down, learning new life skills or whatever. But yeah, but like getting back to the monetization aspect, it's, you know, uh, partnership programs like with TikTok and with Instagram now with Instagram bonuses. Um, uh, and yeah, just sort of like brand partnerships um, and that kind of thing, you know, working with brands that I do want to work with, trying to sift through those and um, making sure that I'm not getting screwed by those brands, which is very possible. And do you manage all this yourself? Like, I know you said you were a social media manager. Yeah. Do you, do you handle like your own? I did for a little while. Yeah. Like actually my, my wife was my manager for a a little bit, which was fantastic. Yeah. She had the spreadsheets and stuff and I was handling all the email communication, but, um, but I just got a rep uh, actually. So they're helping out a lot, which is such a huge step. I mean, that was like, Oh my gosh. Like it's truly, it was just like building, 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 building. How, how do I get this? How do I get this? How do I get this? You know, and getting verified was huge. Like I did that on Instagram <laughs> and TikTok. Like it's, you know, for an actress um, and for like the creative community, especially musicians and stuff, there's a little bit more of a direct line to verification just because there's like so many, so much more need for it because your art is out there to the public. So anyone can claim ownership of that. Right. And with content creators coming up without that sort of like background or direct line of communication to agents or whatever, it's a lot harder to get that verification. So, you know, just to get that was like huge. Um, but now, now like my reps are managing all that stuff. So like while I was out of town, they were managing it and it's, it's crazy um, how much work has been coming in and it's just so exciting because it's like everything I've ever tried and dreamed for. So it's like, that's amazing. Man. And that's what I wanted to ask you too, like in terms of the brand partnership stuff, you're at a point now where like, I'm sure your rep is getting inundated with, with <laughs> offers or potential offers, right? Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. 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 And it, it, I still have my email addresses still associated with mine just cause like, you know, there's a, there's a level of like what's coming in, what's going out kind of thing. Obviously they have a lot more uh, connection with that, but um, yeah, I mean, it really is just like, I, I think going back to like creating every single day, you never know what's going to work. Right. So like you create every single day, hope something works. Maybe it doesn't, that's fine. But like that video could lead to something else. Right. Oh, so totally. So did that's you, what's worked. With your stuff. Did you see this right away with like the very first video like this? You did. Kind of. It was. So since I've been in digital for so long mm-hmm. professionally, and since I've been around the creator space, like first it was YouTuber, then it was, then Kim Kardashian came around and it was influencer or whatever. Um, you know, that kind of thing. When I created the, here's something I wish I knew before I was in my thirties, I started doing it. I kept doing it. I kept doing it. And then I was like, Oh my God, this is perfect for brands. Mm-hmm. Like this is so good. The script is like, perfect for like here's something i wish i knew before i was in my 30s zoom has Mm. a professional whatever right and i was just like holy shit what did i just create (laughs) i even i even like i remember so clearly (laughs) walking out to my wife and be like honey i just created the easiest brand integration platform i think anyone ever has (laughs) 
It's pretty good, man. Like, it was just the craziest thing. (laughs) And I was so excited. Like, as as a creator, as a professional, I was just like, what did I just do? You know, and it was just so amazing. You're about to come up on, like, an entirely new world of content you have no idea what is coming to you in August I know this is going to shake up your gram and your talk like I you've never seen so just brace yourself and also get your sleep now get those spreadsheets organized because you won't have any of that capacity Uh, or maybe you will and mazel you know thank you thank you um yeah it's crazy. It's going to be nuts. I mean, little girl's going to come and I'm going to try to do, you know, here's something I wish I knew before I was a dad or like, here's something I didn't know about being a dad before I was a dad or whatever. Oh, so good. Um, you know, just like, you know, having little, little girl just like in the background or whatever, just like waving her hands, which is going to be pointless for the first four months, but because she's not going to do anything for the first four months, but, um, <laughs> but but yeah, it's going to be cool. And also like we tell us, uh, my wife and I always make the joke of um, the only reason we bought a house is so I could, could create more content. The only reason we got married, the only reason that we're going to have a baby <laughs> is to create more content. What you're, world you're do alone, we man. live in, man? What world do we live in? It's so weird. But it sounds like we're, you know, you're trying to find that work-life balance. And yeah. you know, it's, it's, it sounds a little like I don't know, twisted when you put it like that. But in reality, like what I think we're trying to accomplish is this integration so that we can just live and work. Yeah, exactly. And they're the same almost. (laughs) They are. And I I think that trying to create, trying to survive in this like influencer ecosystem or creator, you know, content creator ecosystem is so crazy because it's still so ethereal to so many people. So when you do sort of have this mindset of like, oh, no, no, like, I know I can, I just have to find it kind of thing. And like, we are just trying to survive, right? Like, you know, full-time job for a year and a half while yeah. creating videos every day, trying to find my own brand voice and before I was a brand, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. And, um, it's true. It's really amazing. And um, I, I'm, I'm in awe sometimes of like, oh, shit, I did it oh God, what do I do now? You know, mm-hmm. and like next steps moving forward is just sort of like, okay, kind of like take this in, build up the audience a little bit more and, you know, move on to different platforms and create that long form content um, mm. on YouTube or, you know, with Snapchat or whatever. So. so you always see yourself in the content space. Like, I mean, I guess because I come from like traditional acting, it's like, why wouldn't you just have an agent and just go get on a sitcom? Yeah. Legacy media um, is what we call it in the, in the digital space. It, it is a goal to be in commercials. It is a goal to like have that type of income. Right. But having the free range and stability of content creation um, is probably more interesting to me. No, um, it's interesting. It's like, it's yeah. flipped in a lot of ways. Yeah. Right. Like, well, you know, like Flula, um flula who's in he's in like pitch perfect 2 he was in suicide squad 2 he's like the german guy he started the videos of like um why is there a potty poopa he was mm. like a guy in his car so he has sort of transitioned right into gotcha. more legacy content but yeah i mean i think that that is like 
another step, but there's so much stability that's needed for me to get to that step sure. where it's like, I'll be in a Geico commercial saying, here's something I wish I knew before I was in my thirties, Geico can save 15% or more on car insurance. Right. <laughs> but like, <laughs> right. Hey Geico, I would love to work with you if you're listening. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so like it's that kind of thing. And, you know, there is like an aspect of my life where it's like, I would love to be an actor. I would love to do all that stuff. But um, but you are and you own it. Yeah. Oh. You know, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's really just like my old school way of thinking. But in reality, like if you can really do it on your own, like and be the owner of what you're producing and be the one in the driver's seat, like I'd much prefer that than sit in an audition room and just beg for a role, like, and then yeah. hope that it just works, you know? Commercial calls are so tough too. It's just like sitting in that room with 5,000 other people, just like, who can wink the best? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm with you. I so get it. Oh man, Sydney, this was great. I mean, I, it's so funny when we originally sat down to talk to you, we had this list of questions about adulting because oh, that's yeah. like so in line with our, our brand, so to speak. But I think what's more interesting is this narrative of like how you got to where you are and like that content creation that, because not enough people are so transparent about it, but the work in that business, it's no joke. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I try to keep it as transparent as possible because like this idea of, you know, oh my God, overnight success. And we just did it. It's like, I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't live in that narrative because it wasn't so totally. It was just an extra 14 years of nights. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It was just an extra 14 years of watching peers succeed and feeling terrible about myself Mm. because I was not succeeding. Um, That's very real, you know, and yeah, adulting is hard. Absolutely. But this is all part of it. Yeah, this is all part of it. Right. I mean, I appreciate it. I'm sorry if we didn't get to. Oh, gosh, don't even. Fun, no, yeah. no, no. It I, was our ba- Like, I, I wanted to talk about this because I think it's interesting. No, it's the best. I, I do have one more question for you. I want to get inside your head for just a second. What's been better for you, the process or the reward? So like, did oh, you man. enjoy the idea of getting there someday and trying all these things? And, and yeah. You did. What was better for me? I think that the payoff, you know, I think like grass is always greener kind of thing, right? Like seeing now what I have to do, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Like, oh, I did it. Oh no, I did. Did I? Did I? Like every day waking up being like, that's it. Instagram decided I suck. Um, But I think, I think the payoff has been pretty great. I think the expectation and like trying to get here was also just like, dude, I know I can do it. I know I can do it. I know I can do it. But I think the payoff has been really good. I think like the process was pretty hard. Yeah. Um, thinking about it for so long and now doing it, like, I think I'm still sort of in like this shock of like, holy shit, I did it, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's exciting. It really is. Like, like today is really the first day of like, I don't have any meetings. I'm actually kind of like going on my own thing, you know, you. Love it. that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's, love it. that's where we'll wrap it up for I, today. Thank you, Sydney. Absolutely. Yeah, I would love, you I, you. I would truly love to come back and talk with you all. So if you ever want me on again, please oh, let me know. For sure. Awesome. And, um, yeah. It was great meeting you both. So I appreciate congrats it. Congrats on hope. becoming a dad. Thank you. She's going to be here so soon. I'm so excited for that content. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Get back to work. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I'll talk to you all soon. All right, man. Thanks so much. Bye. All right, guys. What a super interesting conversation with Sydney. I love these combos around the journey uh, and the process because like many of you can probably relate to, you can want something so bad and for so long it can feel out of reach. And it's like, it's really cool, especially being content specific that this guy like knew exactly what he wanted and he's, he's there now. You know, it's super, super cool. Um, be sure to follow him on Instagram at Sydney Raz, S-I-D-N-E-Y-R-A-Z. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't think either of us have been on TikTok in a year, which we, is something we have to fix. He's probably the same handle there. When you find the Sydney with over 3 million followers, that is him. Um, I hope you guys have the best week ever. In the meantime, share the show. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Hit us up on Instagram at adulting like a MF. Like and share the content. Uh, and that's it. That's it. Have a good week, you guys. Thanks for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. New episodes drop every Tuesday right here. So make sure you tune in for all the goods. <laughs>